Hey, good to see you here. You are currently listening to Inspire Church Metro Manila. We are one church in multiple locations, and we exist to inspire people to fulfill their God-given potential. We are so glad that you're tuning in right now. Welcome home. Learn more about us by visiting inspiremetro.live. Lean in and enjoy. Inspire Church, it is so good to be with you. Welcome. It's Sunday, and it's Sunday. That means it's going to be an amazing day. Hey, God is good. I'm so glad you were able to tune in with us today. Some of you went on to inspiremetro.live. Some of you went on Facebook. Some of you are on Instagram. Some of you are on Friendster. Add me on there. <laughs> but I just want you to know, hey, look, God has a word for you. He has a word for you. Maybe it's your first time tuning in. My name is Nolan Galito, and me and my wife, uh, we get the privilege, it's a privilege and an honor to pastor Inspire Church Metro Manila location. If you're not sure, we are one church, multiple locations. Pastor Mike, Pastor Lisa Kai are our senior pastors, and they are in our central locations out in Hawaii. And we're here, and you know, we're a church on the move. Some of you know that we're going to be moving to Virtus in a little bit after this quarantine. Before that, we'll be in Sequoia Hotel. But for now, we're right in your living room. Some of you are watching from your bedroom. Some of you are watching from another room. My prayer before we started this message, I was praying with the production team, the worship team. And we were praying that wherever you are, that there will be a manifestation of God's presence in your home on your screen, wherever you're at. And I really believe that God has a word for us today. As I was preparing this message, God has been speaking to me. We've been in enhanced quarantine for a couple of weeks now. And if you're like me, I got some cabin fever. My kids are amazing. I love them. But hey, they're, they're going crazy. I'm going crazy. Baby, baby, your family is feeling the same. But I'm so glad that you are worshiping with us today last Sunday we've explored Joshua chapter 1 and we looked at that scripture and we saw that the title of that message is where are we going right some of you probably asked that question God where are we going what's going on what's going to happen to my business what's going to happen to my family what's going to happen to this what's going to happen to that and we looked at a very important point that God is not taking us to a place, but God is taking us to a promise. And we saw that God spoke to Joshua and is reminding them that, hey, I'm taking you to the promise I've established even before this journey. And so today, what do we do with that promise? Today, church, I really believe this message is for us. I don't know where you're at, but I know this message is for you. Even if you weren't watching, I know this message is for me. Because I need to know, I, I, I got to understand, how do I respond to the promise? Did you get that? How do I respond to the promise? Because how you respond is key. How you respond does not change the promise, but it changes how you get to the promise. 
It can determine your journey. See, the promise doesn't change, but the journey. Come on now. Listen, this journey, I don't want it to be a journey of frustration. I want it to be a journey of faith. So how do we do that? How do we do that? How do we respond to the promise that God has for you? How do we respond to the promise that God has for me? You ready, church? So I want you to lean in. I want you to make sure you got your Bibles. Make sure you got your notebooks, your pens, your pencils, your markers, your calligraphy, whatever you're going to use. And I want you to write this title down. All right? This is the title for this Sunday. This is the title for the Word of God personally to you today. This is the title that God gave me that I'm praying is going to change our lives. You ready? The title of this message is, you ready for this? The title of this message is, Attitude Matters. Come on now. Somebody in your room say attitude. I want you to say attitude matters. I want you to say it with some attitude. Move your neck. Attitude matters. <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know if that looked good. But <laughs> attitude matters. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you that attitude matters. Lord, I pray right now that you speak through me. Holy Spirit, manifest your presence right now. Let there be a peace that saturates every screen, every living room, every bedroom right now. If the kids are running around, Lord, I, I pray that you just calm their, their hearts right now. Let there be a focus to your word. We thank you that we can be the church wherever we're at. We thank you that the church decentralizes, the church energizes. And so we pray for miracles today. We pray for healing today. We pray for provision today. And we pray for faith today, Lord. Lord, have your way. In Jesus' mighty name, everybody in their house says amen and amen and amen. Come on, give God a praise wherever you're at. Give him a praise right now. <laughs> Attitude matters. Attitude matters. One more time. Say it to your neighbor. Say attitude matters. Attitude matters. I'm going to tell you a story talking about attitude. And it's not a story about me. It's actually a story about my wife. And she gave me permission to tell this story, okay? So don't judge me. Uh, she said, okay, you could tell that story. It's such a good story. So <laughs> I'm going to let you in behind the veil and look at the life of the Galitos, all right? I, I want you to see what happens behind the pastor name. <laughs> so it was, what was that? It was um, Tuesday? Was it Tuesday? Was it Tuesday? Well, Monday. It, it was Monday. It was Monday. <laughs> and uh, my wife said she wanted to go to the market, right? My, my wife wanted to go to the market. She wanted to get out of the house. And we know that the market, you know, has a long line, uh, social distancing, right, and, and long lines everywhere. And last time I went, it was about an hour or, or two hours in line. So my wife said, I want to go to the market. I go, all right, babe. Hey, make sure you buy me some Cheetos. Make, you, make sure you buy me some Doritos. Make sure you buy me some chips that end with Odos, right? Like keto, no, no more, right? We're, we're going we're to eat this junk food today. Hey, it was only one time. And so she went out, she went out, and she came, she went to the market, 
and she started posting on our Viber chat with the, with the team at Inspire. She was posting pictures of the line, right? She was like, oh, uh, look at the line. Look at the social distancing. She even went holy on us. She said, while I'm in line, I'm praying for you all by name. The halo showed up above her head. Wings of angels surrounded her. I was like, man, my wife is amazing. She's in line and she's praying, praying for the church. Man, I'm married up, people. I'm married amazing, right? And so after that, one hour passed, two hour passed, three hours passed, four hours are about to pass. And I'm like, where, where, where's my wife? I call her phone. Her phone's not working anymore, right? It's just straight. It's, just, it's, just, it's not picking up. And, and me being the best husband in the world, I'm worried. So I started messaging our collab team. I go, hey, guys, have you heard from my wife? They're like, no. Uh, she sent us this picture at, at, at 1.30. And I'm like, I know. Where, where's my wife? And, and I, I message her sister. Have you seen Jay? Is she with you? She goes, no, she's not here. I, I don't know where she's at. She, she messaged me. I'm worried. And I'm like, I'm worried too. Right? I told my kids, kids, where's, our, where's, where's your mom? I don't know. We're worried. And so I, 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 I came up with an idea. I know what market she's in. So I'm going to, as a good husband, a great husband, <laughs> as a good husband, I'm going to go to the market. And I'm going to check on my wife. I, all these thoughts have, maybe she got in a car accident. Maybe she, you know, something happened. I'm, I'm, I'm going to go. So I told my kids, kids, you stay here. I'll call you every 10 minutes. We're going to check up. I got to go check on your mom. So I wore my red cape. I wore my superhero costume. <laughs> and, and I wore my mask. And I started walking. I was walking in faith. I go, no, my wife's okay. I started praying. And so I walked all the way to the market. I got to the market, the gate, parking gate is closed. And I'm like, oh my gosh, it's closed. But I still see cars. So I walk into the cars. I, I, I walk to the, to, the, to the parking lot. I'm looking for my car. I'm looking for my, my, the, my, my, my red lifted Hummer. Um, no, I'm just kidding. I don't have a Hummer, right? I'm looking for my Vios. Uh, I see it. So I go to the, I go to the car and like, maybe my wife's inside. Maybe she fainted. So I, I, I look in the, in the window, right? She's not there. So I, I, I go to the market and, and uh, they won't let you in because it's already closing time. I'm looking at each aisle. I got my flashlight. No, I'm just kidding. I don't come I'm looking, I'm looking. And now all of a sudden, whoa, that God, I see my wife. My wife is still in line. I'm like, God, thank you, Lord, hallelujah, she's alive, my wife's alive, I'm praising, and I'm trying to get her attention, I'm trying to smile, I'm saying, hey, babe, hey, babe, I'm here, hey, babe, I'm just checking up on you, and she gets, she sees me eye to eye, <laughs> and you would think she would be like, oh, my gosh, my husband is so sweet, my husband's so great, he's so caring, but this is the look she gave me. And I go, oh, okay, okay, it's all right, it's all right, I know. She was in line for four hours, it's okay, it's totally fine, I know. She was praying, contending, I totally get it. Then she's done, right, I'm like, she's going out the way, I, I follow her. When she comes out of the exit, I'm like, hey babe, I was so worried about you. Man, I, I walked all the way here just to check on you. You know her response? <laughs> 
You know her response? Her response was like, oh, babe, thank you so much. You're such a great husband. This is her response. <laughs> she gave me permission. Don't get mad now, babe. This is, this is what she said. She goes, do you know that the line is long? Of course. Oh, my gosh. And I go, babe, I, I just came here. <sighs> gosh. I go, babe, it's not my fault. Husbands never say it's not my fault, right? She goes, well, you know. God, you know. Let's just get out of here. And I was like, whoa, whoa, easy there, easy. And because I'm a good husband, she got mad at me. Like every good husband, what do you do? You get mad back. Hey, it's not my fault. And all of a sudden, what started with concern turned into conflict. And we're walking to the car like, I'm pushing the, <laughs> you know that saying, happy, li happy wife, happy life. Come on now. Horrible, <laughs> horrible wife, horrible life, right? No, my wife's not horrible. But, but that whole time, it started with prayer, and it ended up with conflict. It started up with an opportunity to get out and breathe, and it ended up with a fight. What happened? Hey, look, it's not my wife's fault, you know? It's not my fault. But what happened? Both of us, both of us, hey, right, babe? Not just you, just me, me also. Both of us, what happened? Our attitude, listen, our attitude changed the journey. Mm. Our attitude changed the journey. Zig Ziglar says this, attitude determines altitude. Mm. John Maxwell says this, people may hear your words, but they feel your attitude come on now right don't look at your your who you're sitting next to you, you probably want to amen right now don't right just feel them feel them right see we are all journeying towards the promise of God the promise keeper the promise of milk and honey the promise of strength and favor but how is your attitude during the journey I realize sometimes we think that there is conflict and there is issues because it's spiritual warfare. And a lot of times it's not the devil. A lot of times it's just a bad attitude. Come on now, right? Don't look at anyone. Come on. See, attitude is a little thing that makes a big difference. Let me repeat that. Attitude is a little thing that makes a big difference. It may not determine if you reach the promise but it will definitely affect how you reach the promise. Attitude. Somebody in there say attitude matters, right? Let's jump back to Joshua chapter 1. And so it says here, let me read it to you. It says here, and it addresses how attitude matters. It goes, after the death of Moses, the Lord's servant, the Lord spoke to Joshua, son of Nun, Moses' assistant. And he said, Moses, my servant, is dead. Therefore, the time has come for you to lead these people, the Israelites, across the Jordan River into the land I'm giving them. I promise you what I promised Moses. Wherever you set your foot, you will be on the land I have given you. Right? Let's go to verse 5. No one will be able to stand against you as long as you live, for I will be with you as I was with Moses. I will not fail you or abandon you. Look at that. That was all promises, right? Last Sunday, we talked about that. Verse 6, listen to this. Be strong and courageous, for you are the one who will lead these people to possess all the land I swore to their ancestors I would give them. Be strong. Somebody say, be strong. Be strong and very courageous. 
Be careful to obey all the instructions Moses gave you. Do not deviate from them, turning either to the right or to the left. Then you will be successful in everything you do. Study this book of instruction continually. Meditate on it day and night so you will be sure to obey everything written in it. Only then you will prosper and succeed in all you do. This is my command. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or discouraged. For the Lord God is with you wherever you go. Listen to the message translation. I, I, I got to read it. I love this. Same chapter, same verse, but a different translation. You ready? Ready? Strength, courage. You are going to lead these people to inherit the land. I promise to give their ancestors. Look at this. Give it everything you have. Heart and soul. Make sure you carry out the revelation that Moses commanded you. Every bit of it. Don't get off track either to the left or to the right. So as to make sure you get to where you are going. And don't for a minute let this book of Revelation be out of mind. Ponder and meditate on it night and day. Making sure you practice everything, you writ everything written in it. Then you'll get where you're going. Then you'll succeed. Haven't I commanded you? Strength courage don't be timid don't get discouraged god your god is with you every step you take i love that word this is a book that i go to all the time it's a book that i go to when i'm discouraged it's a book that i go to when i'm confused let me show you what's the context they're finally stepping into the promised land moses has been trying to lead them into the promised land but because of all of these things going on, all of these different types of attitudes, all of these different types of issues, it, it took a very long time. So now Moses is gone and Joshua is now leading them to the promised land. And you would think, right, they're already there. They're right there. You would think that after God spoke to Joshua about the promises, it would now be time to prioritize the action. All right, Joshua, this is the promise. Now go. But God doesn't talk about action yet. Listen to me. He doesn't, he doesn't go from promise to action. He goes from promise to attitude. Attitude matters. Attitude matters. God goes into the attitude needed. Hmm. As you enter the promised land. Listen to me. There's an attitude you have to carry to enter the promised land. There's an attitude that you have to bring. Because there were, they were supposed to be there. But their attitude brought delay. Their attitude brought delay. So let me show you some attitudes. What, what happens <laughs> with the wrong attitude? Oh, I know. I know it hurts, right? right? Some of us are like, oh, ouch. I, God spoke to me. This is hurting me also. Listen, listen. These are what happens. This is a couple of things. What happens with the wrong attitude. With the wrong attitude, number one, write this down. 40 days can become 40 years. Woo! With the wrong attitude, 40 days can become 40 years. Look at Exodus 13, 17. When Pharaoh finally lets the people go, God did not lead them along the main road that runs through 
Philistine territory, even though that was the shortest route to the promised land. God said, if the people are faced with a battle, they might change their mind and return to Egypt. Look at that. The journey to the promised land was supposed to take 40 days, but instead it took 40 years. Why? Because of attitude. God said, if I take the shortest route, I'm worried that their heart, hmm, that their attitude oh, is not in the right place. That if they get hit with a battle because of a wrong attitude, they might want to go back to the comforts of slavery. Woo. Church, attitude matters. Their attitude distracted them. Their attitude can change. Listen, our attitude, our attitude in quarantine can make three weeks feel like three months. <laughs> listen, listen, listen. Your attitude matters. Here's another thing you got to understand with the wrong attitude or just attitude in general. Number two, write this down. Attitude is contagious. Oh, yes, yes, and amen, right? Attitude is contagious. Just like this virus, it can spread. Attitude can spread. Attitude is contagious. Let me read you in Numbers 13, verse 30. So Moses sends out 12 spies to, to check out the promised land. Verse 30, you got Caleb. Caleb tried to quiet the people as they stood before Moses. Let's go at once. Take that land. We can certainly conquer it. Great attitude. One person. Let's do it. Let's go. We got this. But the other men who had explored the land with him disagreed. We can't go up against them. They are stronger than we are. So they spread this bad report about the land among the Israelites. The land we traveled through and explored will devour anyone who goes there. All the people we saw were huge. We even saw giants. Next to them we felt like grasshoppers. And that's what they thought too. What? One person was like, hey, let's go. We got this. The other people were like, no way. We don't got this. They're too big. It's too hard. I won't get my job back. Finances are, is, is too limited. We don't know what the world's going to look like. The economy is crashing. What's going on? Look, your attitude is contagious. What news are you spreading right now? Ooh. What news are you spreading? On social media, what news are you spreading right now? Is it good news or is it bad news? What are you spreading right now? What attitude? Oh, here we go. Let's go in. What attitude are you spreading in your home right now? Come on now. What is it? What's spreading in your house? Oh, I wish they had Lysol for attitude. <laughs> Disinfect those, those bad attitudes, right? What attitude is it? Is it faith or is it frustration? What's spreading in your home? What's spreading in your home? Here's another thing about the wrong attitude. It can cause a stiff neck. Oh, I, I always get stiff necks. I hate stiff necks. If I sleep wrong, if I, if I had a bad pillow, I get a bad stiff neck. What happens with a stiff neck? A stiff neck, it limits your perspective. It limits your range of motion. You're like, hey, what? What's going on, right? It brings pain to every movement. And God speaks to the people of God and he says this, I have seen these people, 
the Lord said to Moses. And they are stiff-necked people. Look, the bad attitude, the wrongs added, wrong attitude, it causes yourself pain. It causes you to be stubborn. It causes you to, to get stuck. See, I don't know about you. Listen to me. Listen to me, church. Listen to me. I don't know about you, but I will not let my attitude ruin this moment of my life. Come on now. I'm not going to let this attitude steal away this time I have with my family. I'm not going to let this attitude get me stuck in my house. Listen, listen, attitude, attitude matters. I'm not stuck in my house. I'm safe in my house. That one word is a sign of attitude. I'm not going to let my attitude waste my time with my family. Come on now. My kids are not a burden. This is an opportunity for me to spend time with my children. I'm not going to let my attitude stop me from slowing down and spending time with God, I'm not going to let my attitude stop me from going and growing. Come on. Am I speaking to somebody in their living room right now? Oh, I'm preaching. Hey, uh, don't let your attitude stop you. Don't let your attitude stop you. The worst thing that could ever happen right now is after this quarantine, you're the same person you were before the quarantine. Don't be the same person. Change your attitude. Have an attitude of faith. Have an attitude of faith, not frustration. Come on now. Am I speaking to somebody here? So attitude matters. Attitude matters. And so let me give you three attitudes that God tells Joshua. I'm just going to be real quick. I'm going to give you these attitudes. Because this is the attitudes that we got. My voice just cracked right there. I'm still growing. I'm still growing. <laughs> After this quarantine, I'm going to be 6'5". Hello. <laughs> Josh, puberty. My puberty. Okay, okay. <laughs> These are the attitudes. These are the attitudes that God tells Joshua to have. You ready? Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Number one, he tells them, be strong and courageous, for you are the one who will lead these people to possess all the land I swore to their ancestors, I would give them. Be strong and very courageous. Number one, the attitude you and I, we got to have is this. The attitude of being before feeling. Ooh, that's good. The attitude of being before feeling. Can I be honest with you? Sometimes I don't feel like being a dad. <laughs> Sometimes I don't feel like being a husband. Sometimes I don't, I, don't, I don't feel like being a pastor. Sometimes I feel like just being lazy. Sometimes I feel like just, you know, just, just being alone. Just let, leave me alone and let me watch my Netflix series, right? I watch 13 episodes in, in one day. Come on now, right? Sometimes I don't want to be who God has called me to be. But I need you to understand, God is calling you to be before you feel. God tells Joshua be strong, be courageous. He didn't say, hey, Joshua, I want you to feel strong. I want you to feel courageous. No, no, no. God tells him, I want you to be strong. I want you to be courageous. God was telling me, hey, I want you to be a dad. I want you to be a great husband. I want you to be a great pastor. I want you to be who I called you to be. And God is calling you today. God is telling you, be who he's created you to be. It's not a feeling. It's an identity. Be who God called you to be. 
Genesis, when God said, I want to create light, and there was light. When God said, I'm going to create the fishes, and then the fishes became. When God said, I'm going to create men and, 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 and women, and, and they became. Can I tell you this? God is calling you to be strong. Be courageous. And you can become strong. And you can become courageous. Not because you feel it, but because God spoke it. Oh, God. Oh, I, I'm speaking this over you right now. God is saying, be strong. Be courageous. There is strength. There is courage. Be who God called you to be. Can I get an amen, somebody out there? Amen. High five yourself. Let's go, right? The second attitude is this. You, you and I, we got to have an all-out attitude. All-out attitude. All-out attitude. He says here, be careful to obey all the instruction. All. Somebody say all. All the instructions Moses gave you. He says here, get everything Give it everything you have, heart and soul. Give it everything you have, heart and soul. Hey, church, I want you to, I want to encourage you, have an all-out attitude. God tells them to have an all-out attitude, an all-out attitude. Can I show you a pet peeve I have? <laughs> I got a pet peeve. One of my pet peeves is, is the fake run. You know you do it, it's the fake run. I hate the fake run. The fake run is this. You know, you, know, you know when you're crossing the street, right? Right? You're going to cross the street. You know, you're going to cross the street and, 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 and a car comes. You see this car coming already? And, and many of us here, we do the fake run. The, the fake run is like this. The, the fake run is, is, is this. The fake run is this. Right? What is that? That, that is like, hey, I'm going to cross and I know you're coming. So let me pretend to hurry up. Oh, sorry. That speed is the same speed of walking. That's, it's, it's so, it's the, I call it the fake run. Hey, listen to me. If you're going to run, run. Don't, don't, don't fake run. If you're going to follow God, then follow God. If you're going to give it your all, then give it your all. Don't try to act like it. Don't try to just Take it. Give it your all. 1 Corinthians 9.24. Don't you realize that in a race, everyone runs. But only one person gets the prize. So run to win. During this time of quarantine, give it your all. Give your heart and your soul. Give your heart and your soul to God. Give your heart and your soul to your, to your family. Give your heart and your soul. Obey all instructions, church. I know sometimes because of life and everything, it feels like we don't got momentum, right? Things feel like everything's on stop or on hold. But I want you to understand momentum doesn't start with speed. Momentum starts with steps. And every step builds on the next step. So maybe you feel stuck. Just take a step, church. Take a step. After you take that step, take another step. And then another step. And then another step. And then another step. And then another step. And, then another step. and give it your all. Run.
run run don't run by yourself join a connect group go on inspiremetro.live sign up for a connect group don't run alone go all out I love one of our family members, Oliver and Corex. I love how he, he called me the other day. He goes, hey, hey, Pastor Nolan, man, it's so amazing. We have connect group every day. I'm like, every day? Yeah, with my family. We get in the Bible every day, sometimes at 2 a.m. I'm like, at 2 a.m.? That's, that's crazy. At 2 a.m., I'm just dreaming about my Bible. <laughs> but I love it. Why? He's going all out, maximizing the moment. The last one is this. And this is the this is what God tells Joshua. This is the last attitude. He says, Don't get off track either to the left or to the right. So as to make sure you, you get to where you're going. And don't for a minute let this book of Revelation be out of your mind. Ponder on it, meditate on it day and night. Make sure you practice everything written in it. Then you'll get where you're going. Then you'll succeed. Don't get off track. The attitude, last attitude is the attitude of focus. If you don't know the path you're on, if you don't know the track that you're on, you'll never know if you're off track. So I'm going to ask you, wherever you're at, what path are you taking right now? Pastor, I'm just waiting for the quarantine to be lifted. No, no. There's a path that you're on right now. What path are you on with your relationship with God? What path are you on with your family? What path are you on with your friends? What path are you on? Because if you don't know what you're on, you won't know if you left. See, the focus, God's telling them, hey, look. Success is going to come. Listen to me, church. Success is going to come. It's going to come. Success is there. How? If I continue to focus, ponder, meditate, practice everything that I get from this word, then you'll get where you're going. Then you'll have success. Please know, success is not a secret. You can be successful in this time. Attitude matters. Focus on Him. Keep your eye on the prize. Focus on it. Keep your eye on the prize. Look at this scripture. It says, all athletes are disciplined in their training. They do it to win a prize that will fade away. But we do it for an eternal prize. So I run with purpose with every step. I'm not just shadow boxing. I discipline my body like an athlete. Training it to do what it should. Otherwise, I fear that after preaching to others, I might sell be disqualified listen church all I'm trying to say is this attitude matters attitude matters how's your attitude how's your focus how's your faith how's your love go all out husbands this was on my heart earlier this morning husbands listen I'm talking to all the husbands Husbands, husbands, husbands. Go all out loving your wife right now. Go all out loving your kids. Just tell them I love them. Tell them, tell them. 
Babe, I love you. Say it. I love you. Say it. Say it. Turn to your kids right now. Say it. I'm giving you, I'm challenging you. Say it. I love you. Go all out. Go all out. He says, this is my command. Be. Be who God, God has called you to be. Be strong. Be courageous. Don't be afraid or discouraged. For the Lord your God, here we go again. I love how he goes back to the promise. The Lord your God is with you wherever you go. So what is your attitude with that truth right there? God is with you wherever you go. Let me pray. Lord God, I just thank you so much for every family represented, for every home that the good news is spreading. Lord, I pray for peace that goes beyond all understanding. I pray for hope. I pray for life. Lord, I pray for purpose during this time. Lord, help us to be who you called us to be, to be strong, to be courageous, to have our attitudes aligned to your promise and to your will in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. I want you to know, listen to me, before you go, I want you to know we've been talking about attitude. But before I go, I got to make sure that you know that God has an attitude towards you. I don't know where you've been. I don't know what, what's on your mind. I don't know what worries are going on. Some of you, you haven't been to church in a long time. But you're just, you got nothing else to do, so you're logging on. And I'm so happy you're here because I need you to know it's not by coincidence. It's not by accident. God has brought you here for a purpose. And I know the Holy Spirit is ministering to your heart right now. I know it. You don't got to look to the people to your left or to your right right now. Because I know, I know it. You're fighting the tears right now. Why? Because God is speaking to you. And you want to know his attitude towards you? It's an attitude of love. He loves you. He loves you. You might be saying, but pastor, man, I don't, I've done this. I've done that. I've done this. Listen, even when God looks at the things that you have done, God's attitude doesn't change. He has an attitude of love. The Bible says in John 3, 16, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. Listen to me. Whoever believes in him is not condemned. So God is calling you. You're here for a purpose. Keep your eye on me. And so if you want God, listen, God's been wanting you. He's been chasing you. He's been knocking on your heart. If you want to receive him into your life, if you want him to be your Lord and your Savior, I'm, I'm here with you, okay? And so I, I just need you to whisper. You don't even got to say it out loud, okay? You're, you're, just find that courage, though. I want you to whisper, okay? If you want to close your eyes, you can close your eyes right now. If you want to keep watching me, you can watch me right now. But I want you to whisper this. If you want Jesus to be your Lord and your Savior, Savior, to forgive you of all your sins, to give you a plan and a purpose, even at times like this, to make you confident, to know that you will go to heaven, 
I want you to whisper this, this statement. Ready? It's simple. It's just this. Jesus, I want you in my life. Jesus, I want you in my life. If that's you right now, and you said that prayer, I want you to just raise your hand right now, wherever you're at. Just raise your hand. Just, just, it's a, why, why do we raise our hand? It's a sign of victory. Yes. God loves me. God forgave me. Yes. In the chat right now, wherever you're at, Facebook, online, YouTube, just write it there. I raised my hand. Come on. There's going to be people there who are going to just cheer you on. Write it down there. I raised my hand, guys. I, I surrendered my life to Jesus. Woo! I'm excited for you. Just type it there. Okay? So now we're going to pray this all together. Everybody, everybody, wherever you're at, wherever you're at, wherever you're at, let's say this together, man. Last week we had people from everywhere, from, from Thailand, from, from uh, um, all over Southeast Asia, J uh, Philippines, Japan, uh, India, Nepal. It was crazy. We got so many people. So wherever you're at, this is going to be worldwide. I want you to repeat this prayer with me. Ready? Say, Jesus, thank you for loving me, for dying on the cross for me, to forgive me of all my sins. And so now, Lord, I am ready to live the life that you have called me to live. Be my Lord and be my Savior. In Jesus' name, we say amen. Hey, church, God bless you. Make sure to join one of the Zoom parties. We'd love to get to know you. Don't forget to type that you raised your hand. Also, check out inspiremetro.live. It's going to be an amazing time. I can't wait to connect you, connect with you the rest of the week. Hey, God bless you. I'll see you guys next Sunday. Thanks for joining us and for listening to Inspire Church Metro Podcast. Stay in the loop by checking inspiremetro.live.